that <laughs> it was it's very dainty you know i am <laughs> all right all right Try to use the bathroom before piling into our American-made minivan because our summer road trip spectacular continues, and this week we are headed to the place where this song was recorded, Hitsville, USA. That's right, we're going to Detroit. Welcome to This Show Has Everything, and this week everything means Motown. So singing, 10-year reunion-related gun violence, men in full (laughs) face makeup, am I talking about ICP or Kiss, and white rappers, am I talking about ICP or Eminem? (laughs) My name is Meredith, the MVH Van Harn, in the beautiful neighborhood of North Rosedale Park on the city's northwest side. Since the boys are apparently too scared to visit my fair city, I'm joined today by the rest of my fearless coven, once again. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne, don't at me, Lundholm. Good morning. Good morning. So we're ditching the Sienna and going for American made? Are we going for like... It's like a Grand Caravan, I yes. guess. Yeah. Or like a Pacifica. Is Chrysler American yeah. made? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. I've heard it the Pacifica, Pacifica is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just for this leg of the road trip, we can we can go back to, I mean, I drive a Subaru, so what am I? <laughs> <laughs> and you've definitely already heard her. It's uh, in the middle-aged Mommish Studios in Austin, Texas. Of course, we've got Hillary H-Bomb, Livingston Butler. Hey, Hillary. Hello. I actually, like in one of my mom... I don't know, Facebook groups, there was like, there's always a thread like once every couple of months, like I didn't want to do this, but I'm thinking about getting a minivan and every person's like minivans are the best. And then, you know, they, everybody debates. It's always between like a a Honda Odyssey and a Sienna. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, partial to the Sienna, but whatever. But I have heard Pacifica is great. A Grand Caravan for some reason, like depresses me. I don't know why it just seems so minivan that I can't like get behind it. Well, the caravan was the one that had the faux wood panel yes. on the side. Yes. Wasn't it? That was so yes. classic. I know. I know. But it makes me feel like a real. The Sienna, I just like, I feel like, you know. You're I drive. Cool mom. I am a cool you mom. You are a cool mom. Uh, you can ask Bobby and Will. I drove it like I would drive, you know, my Corolla. Like it's a little mini like sedan. I'm like whipping in and out of spaces. So Ooh, I am a like cool your mom. sexy Corolla. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, last but not least, in the Necco Wafer Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello. I was asleep in the back, and I thought you guys forgot about me. No, no, no. <laughs> in the way back. In the way back. Yeah. Was it better to sit in the way back or in the front? I don't know what the answer is to that. I think it may be if depends you get on your sick. age. Yeah. yeah. Age and car sickness. So for me, I have to sit in the front or behind the driver in the very first row. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now we had a Volvo station wagon. Oh, you had to sit backwards. That had yep oh, the fold-up yes. seats in the trunk where you face backwards. So How we. does that work, Christy? <laughs> no, I can't do it. Like even on the bus, our buses have like backward seating. I can't sure. do it. I oh, wanted yeah. to because it's so cool and you get That's a so different cool. view. But no. Mm-hmm. There is a weight limit on those seats, though, so eventually I aged out of the way back. Well, and also, it's like crunch. Like, your legs were probably too long at eight. 
Oh, yeah. And oh, there's yeah. no seatbelts as far as I know. <laughs> no. Maybe a lap belt. Maybe being, in the Volvo there was. Being rear-ended, like you're dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there were good seatbelts because it was a Volvo. Yeah. yeah. If you put a roll bar on that, you could send it over a waterfall. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> Oh, I never got, I never got front seat because, well, the, okay. So the only thing I would get, my parents had a station wagon. Um, and I would get, you know, when I was four or whatever, I would get middle in between my parents, which is super safe as a four year old, <laughs> just to be like front on a bit, no car know. seat, of course. No car. Oh no, absolutely. And not. you could hold their beer because it's legal in Texas. <laughs> yep. no. Um, but then otherwise I was always in the back cause I was the youngest and I never, I never, I mean, we still sit like according to age. Like if, it depends <laughs> on fun. if I'm with my sisters, it's like my oldest sister gets front seat. I'm never in the front seat. It's bullshit. I think once I became a sullen teen and I had my disc man, I just wanted to sit in the way back and listen yeah. to my stone temple pilots. Singing <laughs> over and over and over. So I think after that, I didn't care about the front seat. Yeah. There have been a few times as adults where we, like if my brothers came home before they had significant others and we would go to church on Christmas Eve and all three of us would get in the back seat of the car. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. No seatbelts tall. Yeah. Yep. Matt sits in the middle cause he has the skinny butt. <laughs> yes. But I don't, I usually didn't even wear the seatbelt cause I'm like, I'm wedged in here. I'm not coming right. out. No one's moving. <laughs> like they're going to have to jaw of life us all out of here. Like, I don't all, remember all the last legs. time we were all in the car together. I think it's been decades at this yeah. point. Yeah. So that doesn't really come up for us, which I'm, I'm fine with. That's yeah. fine. Oh no, it wasn't comfortable, but yeah. it was fun. Yep. Well, today on the show, we will, as always, share our small talk. We're going to dig into the mailbag and our question of the week. Um, Medium Talk will feature some of our favorite movies that make us think of Detroit. Um, we'll cover the question of the week. We'll have a few Tishi recommends for you. And, of course, we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Um, so on to small talk. We have several Jam Tracker updates. Um, thank you, everybody, so much. Um, <laughs> Mike's not here, so I had to do it. Yay. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Alan, Ellen, and Bob. Um, Alan says, thanks for your weekly audio visit. You are very welcome. Thank you, Alan, for all your support. Um, and Bob Stein says, how can I not throw a few dollars to a bunch of knuckleheads who have given me great pleasure and delight through my ear holes? Thanks. Thank you. Who are you calling knuckleheads? <laughs> Rude. Uh, He's Mike talking about the boys. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. not here to defend themselves. <laughs> so that's just a reminder that we do have, we are finally able to accept donations. And somebody set up a $5 recurring donation, which I didn't realize was possible. Amazing. So thank yeah. you for that. Um, that is a very cool and inexpensive way to support this show. So we've, we so appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. You're all our favorite listeners this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but you are. <laughs> it's not like sugar. You know, it does not like the bowl gets used up. True. Yep. There's enough There's love room in our around. heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like when I had Rory, I remember being really nervous that, like, I was like, how oh, I love Bridget so much. Like, how am I going to love this child? But I did. Somehow I found room in my yeah. cold, cold It's not heart, finite. So. <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Oh, but he's, he's a little commando angel. Little <laughs> angel, baby. So cute. He's a shithead sometimes. He's so cute. <laughs> 
All right. This is your last week to send us your Tishi Shark Tank submissions. Supposedly, it's going to happen soon. So get those into us. Um, I haven't sent mine in yet, so mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. But send yours in. Um, just email yeah. Mike it to said he is going to quote hammer out the beats unquote as soon as he gets back from driving home from Seattle. So whatever right. that means, I think that means three weeks out. <laughs> okay. yeah, so maybe you have some time yeah. but, yes. but send them in anyway while yeah. you while you remember them yeah as you and think of them send them in definitely not getting patents on all these ideas in the background <laughs> tm 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 <laughs> um christy do you have something to complain about I do. When don't I? Um, (laughs) So this all started with, um, I know at least five people that have gotten the antibody test, not COVID test, but antibody test. And they're all men. And these are men that I know that when they get a basic cold, they're fucking babies and they take to their bed for days. Mm And they all think that they're, that they survived it. Like, oh, I did have a fever in January. I really think I had it. I know. There are so many people who are absolutely certain they had COVID in January. And they almost, none of them did. Zero people have tested positive for the antibodies that I know. I'm like, no. And also they don't understand that you can test negative for the antibodies, but currently have it. Right. Because yeah. you haven't so, had the chance to make them or because they've worn <laughs> off because the antibodies and, don't seem to last very long. Yeah. And we don't know if it means that you can get it again. Like even if you test positive, people are using this as like, oh, I, I can go out in the world. Like I can go visit my friends if I test negative. That's not how this works. Yes. Th- there was a really interesting discussion. I think maybe it was on the daily podcast about um, COVID passports, essentially. Um, so <laughs> the idea, well, honestly, it's, it's kind of literal because, um, you know, we can't travel anywhere and we can't, you know, get on plane or we shouldn't get on planes, anybody. Um, but, uh, they're saying, you know, somebody's floating the idea of a COVID passport, meaning you show some sort of certificate that shows that you have had the, no. the disease and gotten over it, which would just, and just the, the discussion was idea. that's going to incentivize people to go to like COVID parties and get infected yes. like dummies do with chicken pox. Um, yeah. and that the better solution here would be a vaccine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. passport essentially yeah. like well, i've no, had my that's shot that's incentivizing talk <laughs> incentivizing a healthy behavior vaccines? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking and, about uh, i'm not a scientist but there are definitely a lot of studies coming out about how men are refusing to wear face face coverings in public and mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen this but i will see families everyone's masked up the kids the mom and the dad is just like either wearing it on his neck which that's not going to help anything uh. or not at all <laughs> and so i was looking up the study and they did a survey and men overwhelmingly answered that wearing a face covering is a sign of weakness wearing a face covering is shameful and tell that and, to fighter pilots right Seriously. and the stigma associated with wearing a face covering is preventing me from wearing one wow it also says the survey also found men are more likely than women to think that they will not be affected by the, the coronavirus um and now they they can't even tell because men are are um testing positive or getting it or dying at bigger numbers than women and they don't know is that because they're being stubborn or is it because that it affects men more but they can't tell right. yeah I, I do a lot of research um 
on COVID patients right now. And mm-hmm. I find that over and over and over that men have a higher mortality rate. Now we, we aren't okay. delving into why it's just a, an observation. Right. And they type probably study, will but... never tell because it, it has to have someone reporting like, yep, I was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. People are going to lie about that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so if this is what, this is exactly what we mean when we talk about toxic masculinity, it's yeah, exactly. bad for them and it's bad for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. It's literally killing them. And there's this thing going around and it's like, this guy named Richard Rose and it's um oh, he did yeah. a Facebook post. Have you seen this? And it's like Yes. Um COVID man story within four. And it's like on April twenty eighth he said, Let's make this clear. I'm not buying a fucking mask. I've made it this far by not buying into the hype. And then on <laughs> June thirteenth, he posted a picture of being at a pool party. And he's like, It's not that packed, L O L and it's so many people. And then on July 2nd, this COVID shit sucks. I'm out of breath just sitting here. And then on July 4th, his obituary. Ooh, it's it's dark, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. The- but he was a complete ass. Like, if you look yeah. at his stuff, it's like super racist and mm. anti-woman. Yeah. So surprise, yeah, so- surprise. <laughs> People don't Men deserve to die not. for that. But that is, it's so obvious what we need to do to, to protect ourselves and protect other people. And it's just mind blowing that people yeah. are refusing to do it. Well, and masks are uncomfortable. We all have zits. It's hot. It's yeah. hot Nobody and it's moist it. and it's humid. If you don't like it, stay inside. Stay inside. Yeah. Do curbside pickup. It's not that yep. hard. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And the thing that makes me so, I mean, whatever. The thing that makes me so mad right now is just, I f- it feels like there's been four months wasted and we haven't right. done And it's anything. gotten worse. Well, things are just getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in some states. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's like all those people that want to pray away the gay. We're just right. going to pray away the COVID. That's yeah, how science works. And all the churches, that's the big thing because yeah. a bunch of churches in the South reopened and now they're, people are just dying. It's more like willfully well, ignore the pandemic yeah. and it'll go you, away. You, you, we could never have known that that was going to happen. Never. <laughs> never. Who would have thought? Mm. Oh, wait. Everybody. Everybody. Every scientist. Is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that brings us very neatly into an interesting uh, email that we got from listener Jeremy. I don't know who is this Jeremy. Who that guy yeah. is. Silent listener. Um, yeah. Jeremy W. Holmes? Hmm. No. Never heard of him. No. Christy, does the W, does it stand for Wayne? It that's does. That's his dad's name, right? His dad's so he has yep. his dad's mm-hmm. middle name. That's cute. Mm. All right. Well, whoever this guy is, uh, question for you and or your people. Is it okay to quarantine shame other people? I think we all have opinions on this. Can I start? Yes. 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 This may be arguing semantics, but I'd really like to take the word shame out of it. Because I think it's very unproductive. Yeah. In my discussions with my therapist, we've talked a lot about shame and the difference between guilt and shame. And guilt is feeling bad for something that you've done. And shame is feeling bad about who you are. So Mm -hmm. I think we need to stay away from shame entirely. So if you just want to change it to quarantine guilt, I'm okay with that. But... I think we have to remember that the only person's behavior that you can control is yours. Yeah, exactly. And trying to shame or guilt somebody about their quarantine decisions is a way of trying to control their behavior through emotional blackmail. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with it. They're, it's not going to work out well for you. And even if they do comply, it's going to be out of resentment and anger. And that's not the way to drive real change. Mm-hmm. So I understand that it's super frustrating, but I think that you need to take care of your own responses and not try to drive other people's responses. So yeah. if they're not adhering to quarantine rules and you say, you know, I just can't, I don't feel comfortable hanging in this backyard barbecue or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to head home. It's yeah. I did that last night. Ultim- yeah. Yep. I went can't to give ultimatums that- or... I went to a good friend's, um, they were having a happy hour and they're like, it's on a dock and it's, we're going to be socially distanced. Everyone have a mask. I got there. I was the only one wearing a mask and people were like, let's take pictures. Oh, you're wearing a mask. Huh? Funny. Take it off. And I was like, no. And then I left after 10 minutes cause I just couldn't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I understand it may be like emotionally satisfying to call people out in the mm-hmm. moment, but I think it doesn't change anything. Those people weren't going to nope. put masks on. No. Nope. No. I think yeah. I think you were wise, Christy. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. say, yeah, hey, this doesn't leave. work for me. Yep. Get out of there. I think my problem with this idea and, and it doesn't it's not um specific to quarantine stuff, but I don't think that shaming people like this, like public humiliation, is an effective tool for change. I think it's been sh- like studied and it doesn't change defensive. behavior. You know, like when a parent makes a kid stand on a corner with a wearing a sandwich board of the th- stupid thing that they did or whatever. Like that's not mm. going to change their behavior. That's just going to humiliate them and make them angry right. yeah. and embarrassed. Yeah. Um and so I think that that publicly scorning people or whatever, however you want to call it, I just don't think that's I, d- I just don't think it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I mean when I've in all, I mean Texas is phenomenally stupid right now i mean always but like especially right now um but when austin is pretty good and they have you know we have pretty good local leadership on wearing masks and you know guidance and all of that but i have been at heb where somebody has been doing the like it's just because you can't enter without having a mask Mm -hmm. on but they'll have it around their neck like a kerchief or whatever and or like under their nose and you know part of me wants to be like you're so fucking stupid just like it, you're not here. You're not here for five hours. Like, just deal mm-hmm. with it. I just move away from them because yep. it's like, well, especially it's just in not Texas, you never yeah. know. Yeah, they yeah. all have guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's 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 just stupid. And I, but I I feel the same way. Like, whenever I've gotten into political arguments or something like that, I find myself in the middle of yelling at somebody, and then I'm like, oh, this isn't working. They're just digging yeah. their heels in. It's like causing the opposite reaction that I want. I, I want them to listen to me, but I'm getting too frustrated, and they're just turning off. Right. Which- it goes back to the discussion we were having on last week's show about where Meredith was saying a better uh, a better strategy when someone is being racist or sexist or something is to ask a question. And be like, well, yes. why, why are you, mm-hmm. why is that funny? Yeah. Why is that joke funny? Or why do you feel that way? And that's not something that you can do with a stranger in a grocery store. No, no. So you shouldn't. you're better. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, just leave it. Just talk to the people that are in your own circle that you can see what they're thinking and have a discussion rather than, you know, telling them that they're being bad. Yeah. Yeah. I do think yeah. that, that passive peer pressure works pretty well. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's po- peer pressure can be a positive thing. Oh, um, uh, yes. If everybody right, going, in your social group is doing the thing, you're probably going to also do the thing. 
Mm-hmm. Right. If if we could get a certain critical mass of men to yes. put aside that toxic yeah. masculinity and start wearing masks, then I guarantee in my infinite wisdom <laughs> that most of the rest of the men will follow along because yes. they won't feel like an idiot right. wearing it when yeah. all their peers are doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gregory works in steel mills and that is a hotbed of toxic masculinity. <laughs> no surprise <laughs> I there. Bet. And he's often the only person at work wearing a mask and he will get Snickers and he'll get comments and he's like, screw you. I don't care. I don't want to get sick. I have yeah. diabetes. Shut up. Yeah, you yeah. exactly. You're, the, you're in the wrong here. person. Yeah. A strong person to deal with that. Yeah. But that's how it is. Yeah. I, um, this has nothing to do with masks, but also, but peer pressure. Um, Rory learned how to swim last week and fully it was peer pressure. It was just because really? somebody his age was swimming and he was like, I want to try it without my life jacket on. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> and he like, it just clicked in his head because he had like external, pr- like pressure from me does not work. Cause he's like, you know, fuck you, mommy. I'm going to wear my life jacket. I don't want to. <laughs> he doesn't do say this. that. <laughs> <laughs> especially especially at that age. Quite the vocabulary for a five-year-old. <laughs> I feel like at that age, especially they're like, wait, that kid's my age and yes. they're doing that. Mm, it yes, really yeah. works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It just, until they start doing like ecstasy or whatever. Right. Molly. <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, the, you know, pluses and minuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's complicated and it sucks and you know, like I kind of said last week, I, you know, I am personally upset with people, but I'm also like more grandly upset with like our government and its response. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. the that's the thing that makes me so freaking mad. I'm sure well, that if Trump was humble enough to wear a mask that yeah. that people would wear more masks especially 100%. his followers they see it as mm-hmm. weak or they see yeah. it as like girly which is about the worst thing that you can be yeah. oh my um, god and so that sort of example setting is something that really infuriates me because yep. now we have uh several thousand new cases a day and yep. it's really scary they're totally owning the libs on this yeah man. yeah that'll show us <laughs> if only covid would just go to the people like that that are yeah. Being so, uh, uh, sorry. (laughs) I've heard a few arguments lately of like, okay, we've been doing this for a long time, and at some point we just have to live our lives, and and I get that, but also, you know, I I have a friend who does like these very um, logical risk assessments, but it's for you know for her own risk and and i keep having to remind her this isn't just about you mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to everybody else in society because we can spread it without knowing it i mean there's mm-hmm. a that's a very basic fact that people seem to be forgetting yeah. let's just see how well that worked in sweden to <sighs> go about and live our lives yeah. I, know. I know that's a lot of attractive blonde people dead <laughs> no <laughs> not pretty blondes <laughs> <laughs> all right well should we move on to the mailbag without it. fun news okay so we're gonna talk about the question of the week last week of our petty grievances now meredith do you want to do the caveat okay so we got a lot of petty grievances that are more like pet peeves um and this i i'm, I'm gonna blame myself for this because my example <laughs> didn't really fit with what we were going for we were going for you know uh, a grudge that you've held for a long time over something stupid. Um, so I've pulled out three <laughs> responses that I think 
answered this question perfectly and the rest of you can go sit and think about what you did i'll, I'll <laughs> sit with you sit and then you can revise what and you then put. we can revise yeah i mean so, to be clear i enjoyed immensely oh, reading everybody's oh, pet i love yeah, a yeah, pet yeah. peeve for Absolutely. sure the the for uh, in particular the freaking um whatchamacallit's the um grocery carts mm-hmm. it makes oh me so, enrages me how fucking lazy do you have to be exactly like, go, put it, go put it back yeah but what we needed is the someone didn't put it away and then it like dented your car like mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's where you take it one step further and give an example of a time yes. when it harmed you and yes. you're still i had a brand it. new car and I went to the grocery store with my sister, and she refused to put it away. <laughs> and it rammed exactly. into my brand new car. That right, that's a petty grievance. There it yes. is. I mean, I wouldn't say petty. I don't think you need. <laughs> no, that's yeah, a bull- no, that genuinely shit. sucks. Full on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, I'll read them. Um, Anne Miner says, I will be salty for the rest of my days for being invited to a surprise birthday party for someone else on my birthday. (laughs) Apparently, it was a quote-unquote joke, but please find me any 16-year-old girl who would have found that funny. I mean, I am, like, offended now. Yes. And that's, I mean, I would be enraged. so rude. So rude. I mean, she probably a little bit thought that it was, like, going to be for her, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. this is for me. And her face is like surprise. ready to be Ugh. like surprised, like me. And Especially on your sixteenth birthday. When you're 16, yeah. Ugh. My birthdays have always been ruined because of Jesus, but I mean, <laughs> so I wouldn't expect much. But that must yeah. suck for what? people who. What if I mean? To, <laughs> what if to be fair, at the surprise party, but it was for. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Meredith, he was there first. Was he though? <laughs> <laughs> The worst part is he never shows up to his own birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lames. So rude. You're like, can I eat this cake? Okay. He's also, someone coming, just so. made up December 25th. Give me a break. Right. We don't know who his birthday was. Nissy um, <laughs> um, says, this is extremely petty privilege, but I'm still salty about it. My mom took my brother to uh, New York City with his best friend in the fifth grade and promised she would take me when I was in fifth grade. Guess who did not go to <laughs> NYC in fifth grade? <laughs> I mean, that's legitimate. Yeah. That, that no, is legitimate. Rude. It's to totally me. rude. It's totally rude. Um, and then Joellen said, in third grade on an overnight Girl Scout trip, Mandy Clessinger's dumb mom <laughs> ate all of my homemade cookies. She didn't share any of them. What oh, that's that's so rude. Hell? That's, that's not petty. No. That's, <laughs> no, that's insane behavior. So rude. Yeah, most of these aren't even petty. They're just like, that's mm-hmm. rude. People are rude. I mm-hmm. kind of feel bad for them. Like, what was she going through that she, like, <laughs> binged ate a little girl's yeah. cookies? Like, oh. She's oh, just Bobby, like, Bobby, when you hear this, we need you to look up Mandy Clessinger's mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's going on with her yeah. now? I love it's it when people mom. have these memories that they remember the person's full name. <laughs> me too. That's my favorite. <laughs> Cracks me up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking of one. This isn't petty, but like I had friends who, well, okay. So Missy, you know, is my best friend and we've known each other for a very long time. And Missy's parents, while they did not take her to New York City and that's really shitty, they gave her like a, like a lot of toys and she got like the Barbie dream house and I had like the Barbie back house and I was so mad about it. I was like, this is bullshit. We the just what had, kind of Barbie house? The like, bath house? No, it was like a back house. It was like the garage back. apartment, basically. Like it was oh. like a smaller version. <laughs> the like best thing I had the Barbie carriage house. 
but your best friend had it, so you get to play with it. I did. I did. And I will say, I will say that Missy's, and I, not to, like, I don't want to be mean to Missy because. Missy always got like sweet, awesome bikes because they were only two kids. And in my house, there were like mm-hmm. a grillion kids. And she always had like a Peugeot bike. And we rode our bikes to elementary school together. And I had my like, I don't know, some siblings old bike that my dad had souped up, which is very <laughs> nice. Don't get offended, dad. But it was like a, kind of a crappy bike. And so I, we had one kind of uphill part of going kind of uphill. I mean, I'm selling it's like a barely a grade. And we would ride our bike to school and I'd make her, I'd make her change bikes with me on the uphill part. <laughs> she put up with a lot. Wow. She really did. She really did. Wow. She's a good friend. <laughs> she is a very good friend. Hence why I'm still friends with her to this day. Um, I had a, I had a Barbie set that was called Barbie and the Rockers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. 1987 yeah. cartoon, yeah. apparently. But Ooh. I had like the stage and Ooh. the performance stage. So it had little, you know, fake pink plastic cameras or whatever. <laughs> and when I got too old for it, my mom gave it to the um, the family that lived behind us that had two little girls who were just the right age for Barbie, Barbie and, and the, Rockers. the Rockers type <laughs> things. Um, and later that night, their dad brought it back. And said thank you, but no thank you because they were evangelical Christians, oh. and he thought it was sinful. The, for oh. them the rock to have part, Barbie and the Rockers. Okay. Oh, well, okay. I remember Barbie and the Rockers. I wonder if it was like an Barbie's answer to Jim. Oh, probably. I'm sure it was, but it came with a tape. Like oh. it, it came with music. They actually oh. recorded songs. I don't. Oh, I do remember this. I'm seeing some DVD images and I'm like, I remember that outfit. There was one I remember. I can't find it, but there was one where Barbie had like, I can't remember what, which it was like straight bangs, but then like crimped hair or something. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was the coolest look. Like like, that was the look that I really wanted to go. (laughs) I still have a crimper. (laughs) Listen. Oh, it was the Barbie and the Rockers hot rockin' stage, I believe. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love some some like marketing genius is like, let's use rock so many, so times. many times. So many times, yeah. Let's get it through to them that this is a rockin' Barbie. Um all right, well speaking of rockin', should we move on to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what we're here to talk about? Detroit City. Uh, well, we are back <laughs> on the road. Rock and roll. In the, what did we say? The Chrysler Pacifica? Yes. Yes. Yeah. American made. Yes. Meredith is driving this leg, of course, because we're in her cities. We did a little like cut across the corner of, (laughs) right. We did a cut across the corner of Ohio, but we'll be back to Ohio Mm -hmm. because we wanted to come (laughs) to Detroit and explore that city. Uh, I know, Christy, you've been. I've never been. Hillary, have you been to Detroit before? I have not. I have not. I have well, not really have been to, to the go. Midwest. I mean, before today. Now, now we now have. We've been. No, yeah. Right. Yeah. We've all been. Basically. And have. so we all, we all picked a movie that makes us think of Detroit. Oh, we forgot to do the thing that Mike really likes to do, which is decide which order we're going to talk I about. Know. Should we go by date? Because um, they're all very distinct dates, right? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, like, we can't. So should we start then with like with um, Hillary's pick? Uh, yeah, we can we can start with that uh, because that's that's in the seventies, right? Yeah, yeah, chronologically, yes, yeah. the earliest movie. Yes. So my choice was Detroit Rock City. 
I had seen this when I was in college, and and I remember my roommate in college was like obsessed with it, and so I was like, oh, that'll be fun. Like, let's journey back. And my husband is a little bit older than I am and loves Kiss, so I was like, oh, I'll watch this. This will be fun. You know, we can think about Kiss and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think maybe in 1999, I was like more okay with like gross boys having a fun time mm-hmm. and watching this as a 41 year old in you know t- you know 2020 I was like fuck these kids like fuck <laughs> off yeah. all of these kids <laughs> they suck they suck they totally suck so okay so I was thinking about this yeah okay so the the deal is these kids are in Cleveland and they like are obsessed with kiss and you know of course like a mom is like super catholic and thinks that they're evil and you know it's a, they're it's it's one of those like one magical night kind of you know they're trying to journey to go see kiss in detroit so through many foibles they they have tickets but then the mom takes them and i guess you know destroys she them burns and, them burns yeah them yeah they're, yeah, yeah they're satanic was, they are those tools of the devil mm-hmm. and then they um then they try to win tickets um and they do but the stupid Dummy hangs up before like giving his information, Lola, and then they you know then they have to like make money to get these tickets, and they meet girls along the way who inexplicably throw themselves at them, including <laughs> Shannon Tweed, who is Gene Simmons's longtime partner. Um, and then about- yeah, that was kind of um, interesting. I couldn't quite figure that yeah. out the reasoning behind that one. And like he looks like he's twelve. Why are you turned on? I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I thought Edward Furlong was hot when I was young, but I was also like younger than he was. So right. it turns out he was not hot. No, and not really. still isn't. No, <laughs> no. The cutest one was the one. I mean, he was in like Jungle to Jungle because I was like, wait, where's that guy from? But the one who had the super religious mom. Yeah, yes. sort of he's the sweetest one. Show called he's Good Girls right now. Yeah. And now I, of course, I know Sam Huntington from his arc on Veronica Mars. Oh, that's right. Where he played Luke Halderman, yes. who had to smuggle the pinata of drugs from Tijuana yes. and then lost them. Yes, yes, yes. He was sort of the nice. I mean, nice, whatever. That they're they're all dirt bags, but he was sort of the sweetest one and he's the one who had some redeeming qualities yeah and then you know he pairs up actually who the people that are the most famous in these or become more famous are the girls that are in it so it's like melanie linsky who's a great actress i think she's i'll watch her in anything Me too i mean even two and a half men uh, yes even um you know you took a you know you have a baby in a bar in sweet home alabama (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i always forget that she is um from New Zealand, I believe. Um, she, yeah. She does a very good American accent. Um, but she she's very sweet, though. I'm like, why are you so in love with this prepubescent boy? Anyway, mm-hmm. it just, it's funny how how things age. It doesn't seem like that was so long ago. I mean, it was 21 years ago. But it doesn't seem so long ago. But that kind of boyhood seems so gross. And as we sort of discussed in on our chats, it's like they use the F word, not fuck, because I'll say that, but they use the <laughs> F word a lot, like a fair amount. And it's just the so, gay slur yes, F word. Yeah. It's so gross. I, I had a couple of notes that I was like, just kind of, you know, <sighs> things that I noticed. Well, one, I was like, you know, there are some fun kiss songs. They're definitely like, like, let's amp up the party. But I also think that Gene Simmons is 
gross. So yeah. it's like, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about him. And this, I told Dave, I said, this is basically kiss propaganda because he produced it. So it's just as yeah. like them, you know, let's talk about how awesome we are. Mm-hmm. I also was thinking about this. The only other movie it really made me think of because in the, you know, it seems like every 20 years we become obsessed with the 20 years previous to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this. So I was thinking about Days to Confuse, which came out a fair amount early. It came out in 93. But that was something that it sort of reminded me of. But what I think is different to me, and I love Days to Confuse. So like that's is that Days to Confuse seems to know that these guys are assholes and kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. reflecting on that yeah. a little bit. In this, it seems like they were, like, celebrating the, the fact that they were these, like, mm-hmm. fucking punks, you know, and none of them are good looking anyway. So, it, like, I I don't know. I It really, like, grossed me out more. I mean, it was entertaining, but it was, like, I just thought, ooh. And also, yeah. another thing, it's so funny because they're, like, fucking disco. Disco sucks. <sighs> Meanwhile, they're obsessed with rock, quote, unquote, but these men wear full faces of makeup. So, and and like, sequins and, like, yeah. rhinestones. I mean, but also, I, I feel like what? disco was the butt of jokes for yes. such a long time for so, no good reason. Well, it's because, one, women liked it. Two, mm-hmm. like, yep. um, gay men liked gay it. Men liked gay it. men liked yeah. it. And it, it sort mm-hmm. of started from a more of, like, a minority culture, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. Latina or 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 black or whatever like it was it seemed to be it's more just like that super culture. fun music I don't yeah. see what the but problem is no music is the opposite of the other one that's what's so yeah. weird is you have to like this or you or you suck or whatever yes yeah what I wonder is what them using the f word was that around a lot in the 90s I can't remember and if it I was it was yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean I think this takes us to an interesting like point of conversation is how do we view these movies in the context of the you know the time in which they're made and then the time in which they're set because I have no doubt that in the 70s that word got thrown around all the time and like one of the other movies that we'll talk about has a lot of language that would not be appropriate for me to use (laughs) certainly yes but I feel like that makes more sense because it's very much a part of the time mm-hmm. and I don't think you could authentically tell the story but if we took the gay slurs out of Detroit Rock City would it fundamentally alter no. the movie? No. 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 Yeah, so it must have been a 90s thing. Well, I was listening to Bobby and my favorite podcast Hit Parade last week and it was about Lil Fair. By the way, I should almost just like send this out as one of my recommendations. They have a Spotify playlist of all of the like all the people they talk about, but, you know, very focused on, like, Sarah McLaughlin and Tori Amos and mm-hmm. all of those. It's great. Um, but he was talking about the end where it was, you know, they used to always say, you can't, on the radio, you can't play play back-to-back women. Like, programmers won't yeah. do that because they think it'll turn people off. And just at that time, because it was about this time, you know, 97 to 99, where all of a sudden it was, like, the Limp biscuit would kind of slip in <laughs> where it was like this reaction maybe to the singer songwriter. And I don't know if it's one to one, but it was sort of like this metal, but like not really metal. It's just like stupid metal um, would slip in and that became more popular. Um, and, and little affair and, and those kinds of people like started to be seated out a little bit and not be as popular or not be as popular, at least on the radio. So yeah, I mean, maybe it was sort of that thing going on also. I, yeah, it is a, it just is, I, it just, 
I, I love One Crazy Night movies. I really do because I like the capsule element of it where it's like it has to happen within these borders. But there's just something – it was just so, like, depressing to me. It was not fun at all. Like <laughs> You don't just, love a pitcher full of puke? No. Oh, my God. So much puke. Harold and Kumar to... did a better job at this. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I had to watch. I split this movie over two days. Part <laughs> and I love it. It's like literally 90 Friday. minutes long. Like it's not yeah. a long movie. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And 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 my cutoff point was at that scene. That's, uh, I mean, so the plot point is that Edward Furlong is going to win the money to Get, buy the ticket from the scalper at an amateur strip club right. contest but he also has <laughs> severe stage fright so uncomfortable <laughs> I, I had to turn it off Ugh. at the beginning of the strip performance because i was like i can't i can't the I underwear can't, I can't. is no so more. weird was he just is that the underwear he normally wears was it special because this of the is his gene simmons underwear why were they like three sizes too big <laughs> so many questions <laughs> and and there's all these like oiled up hunks gay hunks standing mm-hmm. next to him on the stage and he's just this little ugly twink mm-hmm. <laughs> god seriously <laughs> no it i'm some of my like like wayward notes on this were um Teenage boys are so dumb. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god, the idea is that girls like fart. Oh, yes. Scandalous. That was so funny. Um I did write twice and I wasn't drunk or anything. I did write very kiss propaganda and then this is just like kiss propaganda. I wrote it two times. <laughs> um and then the end I said, Oh good, the guys all got laid. Like shwoo, yeah. thank goodness. Yep. All in Not awkward only did places. they get to see kiss uh, um, but i natasha leone did have a really big 99 that was another like yeah, she wayward did. no yeah, because I it's the her. same year that um uh american pie came out and i'm mm. like wow she really did it up um what i noticed is because so i looked up all these movies of like where they were actually filmed and this one was filmed in ontario and you can oh, yeah. tell that with the canadian accents yes. only mm-hmm. one character the the girl who was in love with the one guy um her mom has a very detroit accent yeah very yes. Accent. Yep. Yes. And no one else yep. does so no then it does. feels so weird mm-hmm. yeah it's like why are you here right <laughs> you're out of place yeah i was trolling the imdb credits of all the actors yep. you know to see if i know them from somewhere mm-hmm. else and i was like ah this movie was shot in canada yep. somewhere yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because she's like just an extra right like a special extra and she's like i'm going full full <laughs> on <in> this <laughs> i'm gonna make the most of these two lines oh yep. uh, yeah so i don't know if i would uh recommend this one you know it is it is blessedly short short um, yes <laughs> i love a 90 minute movie but yeah these guys as the protagonist i would have rather seen a melanie linsky natasha leone centered yes one yeah. night one night because that would have been a little bit more fun and joyous i think Mm -hmm. these guys Mm -hmm. don't even seem to like each other that much also and yeah they're in a band though they're in a band it's just guy friendship as you apparently just hate each other all the time yep yeah beat each other up what about drummers that just carry drumsticks around all the time is (laughs) that a thing they do that for sure in their socks like a good way to lose a testicle frankly it's just not a good idea all right, shall we go on to something that maybe also didn't wear as well over time as we perhaps thought it would? 
Meredith? Are you talking about mine? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, which one of these are you referring yeah. to? <laughs> yes, uh, Gross Point Blank is the movie that I chose. And, and I don't at me. I know Gross Point is not Detroit. Um, Close enough. It's yeah. Detroit adjacent. But um, there's a huge there's a huge divide between Gross Point and Detroit. And Gross Point has been pretty shitty about it. Um, it's my first... Um, uh, visit to Gross Point. I was a teenager, and it was the '90s. And when you stepped into Gross Point, it was like the Wizard of Oz when it turns to color. Oh, because, interesting. You know, on one side you have a homeless person spitting on you, and the other side it's manicured lawns and mansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's literally like this line. It's really strange. And they have put up walls, and they're very shitty about. Detroit people coming into Gross Point, so fuck Gross Point just as a starting place. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. the worst. <laughs> Wait, side note, the, the thing that I have always been interested in Detroit, just in general, is that it's like simultaneously such a, you know, poverty-stricken city surrounded by some of the richest people in the country. Yes, we have like some of the richest mm-hmm. suburbs in the country, yeah. Yes, but it's just that yep. the dis- the disparity is wild. To yes, me. it's it's. Really I noticed. I mean, I don't know exactly where everything was filmed, but you know, when we there was, what am I trying to say? There was some beautiful residential architecture. Yes, None of it was filmed in. Detroit. No, well, that's not or entirely true. Point. The helicopter shots. Yeah, were, the secondary whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So otherwise, I think it was just filmed in L.A. But the helicopter shots, um, I think a lot when they're when he's driving down driving. the road, that's real. And and mm-hmm. there are some beautiful houses there. There really are. Some of them really reminded me a little bit of yours in the style and the kind of mm-hmm. brick work. Just, for, you know, 400 they, they times used. bigger. Yeah. And huge well, yeah, properties, that. too. Like, yep. giant. Mm-hmm. I When I went to um, Detroit in the 90s, the only time I've ever been to Gross Point was um, the guy I was with. He said we like to drive through Gross Point to um, look at fancy houses. Yes, like so that's what. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, Me that too. sounds so much fun. <laughs> it's so beautiful, though. It really is. Well, Meredith, if, when I come to Detroit, will they let us in to Gross Point? <laughs> so we she has a Subaru. So I have yes. a Subaru. Yeah, <laughs> they'll let us in. <laughs> Do you have to get like a window sticker? You need a passport. Yeah. It's like a national park. Yeah. Um, so if anyone hasn't seen Gross Point Blank, it, this is a John Cusack vehicle. And yeah. it is set, I think it's 1999. And he is a contract killer. And he gets an invitation to his 10-year high school reunion. God. Which means these people are 28. <laughs> <laughs> which How just for some reason really? cracked me up. He he was like thirty one or thirty two. Oh, he wasn't yeah. that too far. So he yeah. wasn't. What made me laugh was the emphasis on the ten year reunion and how and he was like they I'm all so got fat old. and they're married yeah, and, and like, have kids and I'm like no that's the twenty year. I mean honestly when I went to my ten year because I'm a dork and I love going to those things nobody looked any different. Yeah, like, nobody no, looked no. different. So I went people to my were starting too. to get married it was and that's the about same. it. Yeah. Joan, Joan, I actually wrote that down in my notes because Joan Cusack is in this movie, of course, and she's great. Um, and yeah. she is talking, she's trying to convince him. She plays like his secretary or something or his yeah. office manager who needs mm-hmm. to manage a, a murderer by just ordering bullets, I guess. Um, <laughs> and uh, her comment on her going to her 10 year reunion was it was just as if everyone had swelled. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's no. not that's not what it's happens. It's not. No, it's 20 or 30 years is when that also, happens. Also, if anybody is listening that has not gone to their 20 or is going to, what I found is the girls all look really good because they're like 
I want to look good for my 20. Trust me, I was working really hard to look good. And the guys look like shit. They don't Mm -hmm. care. And that is patriarchy right there. Mm -hmm. My 20 was, but I'm class of 2000. So my 20 was supposed to be this year and it got canceled. Yeah, (laughs) it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, So I, I, I watched this movie probably when it came out and I watched it again just for the second time this week. And I wrote down in my notes, oh, his last name is blank. Okay. I know. <laughs> don't, you think, don't you think that somebody said gross point and point, point blank, blank and it was like yes. a wheel of fortune where they have that before and after category. Yes. And so they got the name and they worked backwards. And like, ah, the character's yep. last name is going to be blank. I don't know why I didn't realize that. <laughs> but Genius. this has... This movie had some really great performances. And so this is essentially a love story. I mean, it's Minnie Driver is the love interest and she does a radio show out of a um a radio <laughs> station that doesn't exist in a Yeah, the the Gross Point radio station. Yeah, they what? don't they're not big enough for their own radio station. Come on. Um and so it's really just a story about him trying to get back together with her. He stood her up on prom night, talk about a petty grudge. <laughs> I never figured out why he stood her up. They never had to go to the army. It, I don't think. Yeah, he had to go join the army. I don't understand why mm. he freaked out and had to leave that night. Yeah, I don't think they never actually explain that. Yeah. Um, did, did you guys catch what the teacher, the quote the teacher said? Uh-uh. Detroit's most famous disappearing accents, yes. White Flight. Yes. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> noticed that. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that's kind of insensitive. That doesn't age very well. Um, nope. There was also a comment. So Minnie Driver is staying in her parents' house, which is an enormous, gorgeous mansion, of course, in Gross Point. Mm. And her explanation for why she's staying there is it's temporary. My apartment burned down on Devil's Night. She just says so very casually, yep. which, I mean, Devil's Night is not such a big deal anymore. It used to be, but they would burn down abandoned houses. They don't burn down apartment mm, buildings like where people live. I don't know what Devil's Night is. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, it's Halloween. It's when you go and burn. Oh, <laughs> shit! Yeah, wait, what in Detroit? <laughs> yeah, you guys okay. don't have that. You shoot guns in the air. No, we don't. We don't start fires oh. in Minneapolis. You shoot guns the in the air way. is the first thing that you do, and then you burn uh-huh. down abandoned houses. Oh, so what a quaint tradition! Yeah. Right? <laughs> I had a friend who had moved for, to Dallas from. I think actually she lived in Gross Point, and she told us about it, and it was all of us like little white girls, like oh. <gasps> god really i mean it's not great it's not great to set abandoned buildings on fire um but so there there have been patrols like citizen patrols who go around and just make sure that people aren't burning stuff down and and it's gone down precipitously in the number of fires that we have but it's still kind of a thing so that that's real but they don't really burn down like occupied apartment buildings yeah um just by accident just occasionally yeah yeah (laughs) Or maybe on purpose for other reasons. I don't know. Um, And let's see. What else did I write down? Oh, so we have a really good performance in this movie from Dan Aykroyd. I thought he was really, really funny in this movie. There's also a a very skinny Hank Azaria. Yes. Yep. Yep. And Dharma from Dharma and Greg. Was that the reunion? Yeah. Yeah. I loved Hank Azaria back in those days, Mm -hmm. back in his like mad about you days. I thought he was really cute. I did too. Some other comments I wrote down is these are the world's oldest 28-year-olds. <laughs> um, uh, they totally destroy in the final scene. There's a shootout in, in Mini Driver's dad's house, which is totally destroyed, and everyone's just fine with it. He just yeah. shoot, Everybody just shoots their entire house to bits, and it's like, whatever. 
Um, they're just hiding in the bathtub and it's okay. And then my last note was, what a consequence-free romp. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what else? Um, when he they shot up the convenience store, yes. thought, these are two contract killers and they have wasted so many bullets. Like, how have they... They're, they're so terrible bad. at their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a scene where... So essentially, yeah, like uh, John Cusack is being pursued by this other contract killer. Um, weird looking French very mask weird. Who, guy. I learned is his real life boxing instructor. Or oh, kickboxing that's how we instructor. got the part? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that guy does a lot of stunt work. He looks like Michael Myers mask but his that's his real face. Yeah, yes. his face kind of yes. melted yeah yeah very now strange. if he was like in a fire or had a horrible accident i feel bad for saying <laughs> no. that but yeah but he is a very strange looking dude and he ends up uh john cusack ends up killing him in the um in the school hallway during the reunion <laughs> it is so, it, this is so 90s in that it's like a romp that's extremely violent like so it's, violent it's yep. so in the like afterglow of of Pulp Fiction kind of mm-hmm. we're like lol but also like I'm gonna bloody murder you yeah like, this is right. gonna be gross well I thought it, it was a perfect encapsulation in a bad way of 90s movies in that it was um we're so disaffected that we just don't care mm-hmm. was yeah. one theme yeah. And then also the writing just didn't sound like real dialogue at all. Nobody would ever, it was all like hyper, uh, hyper articulate and didn't sound like speech. It's like the kind of stuff that Diablo Cody always takes a lot of shit for doing with her writing, especially Mm -hmm. with Juno is it's just not things that people would actually say. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And John Cusack throughout this whole movie has a really interesting kind of like manic style. And there's yeah. a storyline with, with his mm-hmm. psychiatrist. So maybe he definitely has some problems. But yeah. his speech is very hyper and very, you know, it's 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 rapid and um, it doesn't sound like a human being. No. Does he have drug problems in real like, life? Yeah. Could he have been? I don't know on some cocaine or something i, I was reading that? about the movie and sure. it, it sounds like that was an intentional choice to have him yeah speak that way by the writers well, you know i think i uh, i was telling dave this i he, you know john cusack was the man of the late 80s early 90s to late 90s where it was sort of like this he seemed so regular but sort of cute and endearing and when you watch mm-hmm. his stuff back you're like uh, yikes mm-hmm. like all yeah. of them I was obsessed with high fidelity like obs- I watched it it was one of my like I'm going to bed I'm just gonna put this on like I could fall asleep to it I loved it so much and I recently rewatched it now I will say that they do make a point of being like this guy's an asshole but when I watched it I didn't really think of him as being an asshole I just thought of him as being kind of confused but then would eventually mm-hmm. you know find his way but in all of these movies I'm just like he is such a he's loser. an insult mm-hmm. yes <laughs> He hates women. He's always just looking for, like, the next, you know, he blames women for the problems. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, no, you're the asshole. You are the asshole. And, like, don't stand outside of a girl's room when she broke up with you. Like, you're done. Move on. The damage that scene has done to society is probably immeasurable. (laughs) And I would also say don't barge into a woman's radio show when she's on the air. So rude. He ruins After 10 years. Yeah. Um, I do have to say that my favorite part was the soundtrack. The music was so great. Oh, my oh gosh. I was about to bring that up. The su- and, and I think, Anne, you brought yep. this up in the chat. They must have gone broke 
paying yeah. for the music mm-hmm. rights for all these songs there's there's mm-hmm. um well blister in the sun is featured yep. prominently oh. that's <laughs> yes the violent Femme song i was like okay that would pinpoint the time period <laughs> yeah <for me laughs> yes. but there's like there's the clash and there's guns and roses and faith no more and le- yeah there's like a weird amount of scott i guess it was the 90s right well it's 90s in detroit i detroit. nailed it yeah yeah <laughs> i used to drive to detroit for scott shows all the time yep <laughs> that's why i went in 1996 yeah <laughs> Yep. Oh my gosh! Echo yeah. and the Bunnymen, Pixies, yeah. the Pogues. Mm-hmm. There's just so much. It's a lot of really good music, so it's yeah, worth yeah. it for the the soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think I oh. need to watch this movie again. No, no. it was definitely no. like a college movie. We we're like, yeah, let's watch mm-hmm. it now. Circling back to it, but I, Meredith, was it you that said like, "Woof, this is Jeremy Piven pre plugs hair plugs"? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still Jeremy pivoting it away. Yep, but see, this is what I thought he was sort of funny. Like, or I was like, yep. oh, he's kind of like snarky and funny. And he was now kind of entertaining. Now yep. it's just. Yeah, but a- then he did it in 20 yes. movies. Yeah. Yes. Yep. No. Yes. Same character. Exactly. And he's just a, such a fucking skis bag. Yeah. And it's like, we know that you're bald. Like, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> and when he was a young horn dog. Yes. chasing after women mm-hmm. it was fine yeah. and now that he's an old horn dog chasing after Ugh. women mm-hmm. who are still young yes. that's not cool no it's not cool be it's age appropriate cool. if you're going to be a creep <laughs> at least yes. like, please <laughs> creep on ladies in their 40s <laughs> says this 40 something year old lady <laughs> some 40 year old ladies need to be crept upon exactly <laughs> Oh, yeah. They would prefer a little creeping every once in a while. <laughs> I want to be objectified. <laughs> well, should we leave the suburbs and go deep into the city and a a different class of people? Yes. Christy? Oh, that's me. Eight yeah. Mile. I want you to know <laughs> I had a change of heart. And I watched this movie last <gasps> night. You did. You did. I was I'm standing firm yeah. that I wasn't going to. But then, Meredith, when you said, I watched it and I have things to say, I was like, <laughs> I, I have to watch I have it now. To watch it. Yep. Um, so this came out in 2002, but it's set in 1995. Um I saw it three times in the movie theater. <laughs> We're talking about Eight Mile, if that got Eight Mile. Oh, up. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, it's a loosely. Um, based on Eminem's life, if you haven't seen it. I also like the soundtrack of this movie. Um, and I guess, I mean, it starts, the movie starts with him about to go to rap battle in the shelter, which is a music venue um, that I, and I'm sure Meredith has been to lots of times. Except that was not the shelter. No, yeah, they recreated The I'm shelter sure is sound. nicer than that, actually. Yeah. Um, and the bathrooms aren't like that. The bathrooms at all. are not like that. No, <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure for sound and for the filming of it. Well, they, they wanted to. it to look gritty. It looks like a warehouse, and that's not right. what the shelter looks like. No, no. Um, yeah. So it's loosely based on his life, but very, very loosely. Um, and it's the only one that was actually filmed in Detroit, except for you know the top views, like you were talking yeah. about. Um, they use a real radio station. That's um, from Detroit, mm-hmm. which is the WJLB. I have a question, though. There was a, a big dig or um, and he's uh, the one, the guy who shoots himself. He said oh he's like three, one, three, three, one, three. And then they they said more like eight, one, zero. 
Yes. Why is that a dig? So 313 <laughs> is the Detroit area code. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the city. 810 is Oakland County. That's north of the city. That's a very rich um, county. Although, so... Yeah, well, it is, and 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 they mm-hmm. also talk about mile roads, and that's a big thing in Detroit mm-hmm. rap. Is oh yeah, is, that. is dissing on people for for what mile road they're at, and, and mm-hmm. I think in Eight Mile at one point they say something about sixteen mile, of, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. really far up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where probably Eminem lives now. I think he lives up in like Auburn mm-hmm. Hills or something. Was that at the end when he's like telling that guy he's rich? I thought it was on I thought it was in one of the battles somebody was saying go you you haven't and there's a line go back to 16 yeah there's a line in an ICP song where they're dissing Eminem and he says something like you haven't seen a mile road south of 10 Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and and so the the, there's definitely geographic um, cred that you get for for having a three one three, yeah, yes. for living in a mile road south of eight because eight mile is the northern border of Detroit. So eight one zero is Warren, which is where he's actually from, and they they reference yeah. that several times that he's lived that that his trailer park is in Warren where he lives yeah. with his mom, and, and they make fun Detroit. of like he has to move back to Warren, which yes. is true, like that actually happened, yeah, um, in his life. But how far away is it? Because it seemed like he was on the bus for a long. It's not that far, but Detroit is a huge, you know, we've enormous mm-hmm. landmass. Um, Warren is sort of like, um, if you were in Gross Point and you drove straight north, you would get to Warren. Um, but it's not that far. It's like not, it's like 12 mile, I think. But it's not like a rich city. No, Warren's not no. a rich city. Um, um, you get into wealth um, in some of the direct northern suburbs. Royal Oak has some money. Um Sterling Heights sort of Troy definitely Troy is where the mall is Troy is where Somerset Mall is and that's also where you get off at exit 69 onto Big Beaver Road <laughs> of course so, to do of course. the best Meredith um, where where did we go to P- where um Jeremy and I went to pizza Dearborn Dearborn yeah Dearborn is south is that where the isn't that where the Ford yes. museum is okay mm-hmm. And that's a little bit south of the city. I mean, there is no South Detroit because then you'd be in the river, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's Southwest. All right. Yeah. So what did you think? I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, so my first gripe was that the shelter was not really the shelter. That was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing is I, I, I'd never seen, I'd never seen this movie. This was my first time watching it the other night. Um, I guess, I don't know. It came out. When did it come out? 2002. 2002. So I was in college. I was, I have a very big blind spot for movies and shows that were, that mm. were on when I was in college. Cause I just didn't have time to, to watch stuff. Um, so I think I'm, I just missed it. Um, and I thought he lived in Detroit and that was my other gripe. It's like, no, this is, you live in Warren. Um, that's not Detroit exactly um and then of course just being here i have some gripes about um some of the stuff that they did um for instance uh cheddar bob shoots himself in the leg with a (laughs) gun (laughs) and first of all when he's first brandishing that gun somebody says where did you get that shit and he said it's my mom's yeah (laughs) which was a wonderful line i think i'm gonna always remember that and Um, i think they all live with their moms right probably i think so yeah. yeah um and uh i know so I know where they were when that happened. There was an altercation. They got in a fight with this this other like 
I, I don't want to say gang, but it's a group of dudes who, who rap and mm-hmm. they're like a rap gang. I don't know. Rap group, yeah. <laughs> and so they're kind of having. I mean, if you think about it, it's really very West Side yes. Story. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And yeah. they're having rap battles with this other group and this other group attacks uh, Eminem's group. And or they attack the other. I don't know. Whatever. They get in a fight and then Cheddar Bob, who's kind of the, the, the comic relief idiot friend, mm-hmm. um, pulls out this gun. He ends up putting it away, but shooting himself in the leg in the pro or maybe in his dick. I don't know. He shoots mm-hmm. himself somewhere um, with this gun. It was an artery, whichever it well, was. It yeah, was and an if artery, they had hit the survived. femoral artery in his leg, he would die. He would have bled out uh-huh. like, yeah. real fast. So yeah. that's kind of. A- I have a gripe with that. But also, I know where they were when they did that. They were on West Grand Boulevard because they're in in front of this Cadillac um, repair shop. And I know where that is. And and when they're in the car, somebody says, take Gratiot to McDougal. <laughs> and that wouldn't get you. Any- <laughs> they aren't near that. And they would have had to drive past a very large hospital. In fact, the one that I work at to get to Gratiot. It's so weird that like don't even have that in the movie. I know. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, you... why say that? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people are just going to, people who are from here are just going to notice the yeah. incorrect Yeah. Geography. It's just so weird because, um, like, they made a point of filming it there so that the money would go to the city and that they could have extras, like, actually from there. But then why throw that in? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, so, based on where Cheddar Bob's house is supposed to be, it would kind of make sense. Although they still wouldn't, that, there's no hospital on either of those streets. So I don't know what they were talking about. So that was my, that was my minor local mm-hmm. grape. Although I did, I, you know, when, when there's a lot of scenes where they're driving around, they drive around with a paintball gun and shoot a cop mm-hmm. car. That's very, very common. Um, people will do drive by paintball shootings all the time. Oh, um, and that's true. And he got arrested for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a real thing that definitely happens. And then the scenery um, out of the bus window or the car window, that's mm-hmm. all very classic Detroit. I mean, they didn't like gritty it up. It's that gritty <laughs> as it is. And it's getting a little, it's not as bad because that was 20, it's 20 years ago now that this oh, came out. Um, wow. So a lot has been cleaned up, but there's still definitely large swaths of the city that look exactly like they did in the movie. So besides the, besides those things, what, um, did you have any other feelings? Um, I thought that the, the last scene was probably the best part. Um, the, the, the final rap battles were really Mm -hmm. good. Um, I, I know where he was supposed to work and also that's not a place, um, there (laughs) it's in Midtown. It's right by where I work. There is a Midtown stamping. It's not called Detroit stamping. Um, but they had it. I think they had that out in Warren too. Um, but Brittany Murphy looked hella strung out in this well, movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm I mean, sure she, she died yeah, almost was. right afterwards, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mean Brittany plot device? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why, yeah. So she was the catalyst for a lot of the events in the movie, but didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the time range of this movie because it seemed to last a week. Because it starts with him choking Mm. at his rap battle and then the climax of the movie is the rap battle next week yeah that's true and they're talking about you know this is the championship this is huge and i'm like but they have one every week i don't (laughs) why unless it was a it could have been once a month they could just have only rap once a month because that well they said they said he'll be rapping against papa doc last week's champion and i was like oh okay so (laughs) then you think about this this entire story takes place over a week so he 
developed this relationship with this girl, which mm-hmm. amounted to a few kisses and, and sex in a factory. Some one, really, yeah, really ill advised sex. sex in a in the oh. factory floor. All of these movies, they all had weird sex, like the confessional booth <laughs> yeah. in the nurse's office. Like it was all, yeah. it was all, and also like a little graphic. Like I didn't yeah. need that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. need that part. But then. He's known this girl for literally three days, mm-hmm. and he finds her having sex with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, she's not your property. Yeah, just because you put your penis in her one time. <laughs> I want to make that the title of the show, but I won't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. um, and his whole work arc about how he you know stops making excuses and becomes more reliable you know he asks for the extra shift right. at the beginning and mm-hmm. gets denied and then one week later his boss is like yeah you've been doing you've been better doing i'm job. gonna give you the overtime i'm like what it's pretty low bar Come on. <laughs> and then after winning this rap battle so i don't know i guess my my biggest problem was that okay he wins this rap battle and he gets a bunch of cred but what does that mean for him yeah, you know that's kind of where the movie ends. We don't know if he gets like he a goes deal. back to work. He goes back to work because he's a responsible boy now. <laughs> well, we do. We know Doctor Dre finds him a week later. Well, true. <laughs> and we have that awful song that they came out with first. Well, and they didn't say like, does the rap battle like did they win money? No, like, because he was trying no, to save money. Cred. Oh. Yeah, and I really, I guess I didn't understand the stakes of all this. I know that he's trying to get money together to put his demo. Mm-hmm together to you know be able to shop it around to record people or whatever i understand all that but i i i didn't understand like makai pfeiffer at the end who you know he's just great to watch yeah 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 but was saying hey why don't you come and you know mc the rap battles with me we'd be great together and i'm like what what does why? this mean? Why is it? Why would this be a good it's thing? It's not like you why get would... paid. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I think that's why he was like, "No, I'm above that." I don't no, know. Wait. It's like maybe it's just because, like, it's nothing that. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to shock you guys, but I haven't been to a lot of rap battles <laughs> in my life. Huh. All right. Like, it seemed to have these weird stakes that weren't stakes, yeah. and I was yeah. like, I don't understand what's going on. Well, their here. crew won. Basically, I think it's street right. cred, and that's yeah. probably a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. And they were talking about, you know, now that he's won their set, and the whole crew is gonna, you know, be, I don't know, in, in on the gravy train or something. And I'm like, you've taken all these assholes with you, yeah. your yeah. crew. They've contributed nothing, nothing to this, yeah. yeah. Except I did like the one friend the skinny tall one who was like you gotta stop treating women oh the philosopher friend i know yeah the one who was was actually sort of emotionally evolved yeah he's the voice of all of us and he was the one that everybody was rolling their eyes at the whole time (laughs) yeah can i talk about some of the people in some of the cast Yes. yes. Um, Please say you're going to talk about Kim Payson. That was my first. She they did such a good job of making her look terrible. Oh my gosh! Wow, she's gorgeous, and they made her look really bad and sad and beat down. But she was really bad. Yeah, she was in this role. Yes, her acting she was, was terrible. Terrible. Why was she doing a southern? Accent? I don't know. I, why? I mean, well, okay. There. I mean, there's a lot of of um, northern migration to the factories. But she, uh, I don't know if I really buy that. But she was doing a pretty terrible Southern accent this whole time. Well, I think what is interesting, and I think part of the reason why this movie is maybe better than it 
I'm not that any, that acting is great, but that is better than maybe people were expecting. And it and everybody was like, "Whoa!" Was because Curtis Hansen directed it, which he's like, I like him. He's a good. I mean, he's he's passed now, but In Her Shoes is one of my favorite movies. I almost chose it for my Philadelphia movie. Um, and he directed L.A. Confidential, so I guess he had you know in a rela- a relationship with her. Um, and she was good in LA Confidential, but that's because she's playing like a femme fatale role, you know. Like that's I didn't really think she deserved the. No, I don't either. I didn't either. I didn't either. But that's like kind of her, her lane. Um, but yeah, like slumming it kind of seems weird. And she does like in real life have sort of a southern accent because I think she's from Georgia or something. But, mm, yeah. um, but yeah, no, it's it's a I little also put upon. Think that that's kind of a stereotype that, um, poor people have a southern accent. Yes. Yes. And so yeah. maybe she was playing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Or true. she's like, I, I just can't just like- play this straight. I have to have some kind of accent. <laughs> yeah. I felt like she didn't understand the character yes. very yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can be plenty trashy with a with a southeast Michigan accent. They're awful right. to listen to. <laughs> um but the, we we get appearances by exhibit, which was a delight. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Who else is in there? Obi Trice. Mm-hmm. Proof. Oh, Taryn Manning. Was his oh, yeah. ex-girlfriend. Who's, I had to look that up because I was like, is that yes. uh, what from Orange is the New Black? Pensatucky, yep. yeah. She's a, she's a, she's she's another a piece one. of work. Yeah, she, is. Wow. she has a niche. Um, and wow, much wow, like wow. Uh, John Cusack, she has gone, if you just go to her social media or whatever, you're like, woohoo. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's. Also, she like attacked a makeup artist. Like real. She's, yes. Mm. Yeah, she's a, yeah. she's a nutso. Um, also, Re, uh, Brittany Murphy just Google stuff about her house and how she and her husband died. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Oh yeah, that was a terrible That's, story. Yes, it's really terrible. Bad. Don't do drugs, people. Yes. Yeah. Well, also our friend Colleen, who is also from Detroit, so I asked her about this movie. She watched it in Detroit, and she said at the end the rap battle, the whole theater stands up clapping. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe like, it. Um, but she sent me this. Um, a Reddit thread where they think that maybe she was murdered and it had to do with um, Weinstein. Yes. That Whoa, she was going to, her and her yeah. husband were going to speak out. I mean, cause she had like mm. poisonous levels of metal in her blood. And so did her husband, yeah, which yeah. is, I don't know. That sounds a little conspiratorial. I know, but I yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about this. And yeah. also her mom was crazy too. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely again. All of these seem very much of their time. Like you know, Eminem was so important yes. at this time. Like he, he was a cultural touchstone. He was definitely like mm-hmm. when I was in college. He was the, towards the end of college. It was like the number one recording artist at the time. So you know, and this movie won so many awards. I mean, it, it won did. Grammys and it won mm-hmm. Golden or no, it was nominated for Golden Globes. Did it win it Best Song? It did. Remember, because he didn't won show an Academy up. Award, yeah. Because yes. yes. he didn't show up because he didn't think he'd win, and then yeah. that's why they had him on this year. Time. Yes, yeah. We were like, why is it, why is he performing? Yeah. Lose yourself. Listen, lose yourself. If anything that comes from this movie, that is an excellent workout song. So <laughs> it really pumps yeah. you up. Well, and I thought the soundtrack was pretty good for this movie yeah. too, in general. I I've never liked Lose Yourself, not because it's not as we say, a, a banger, which it is, but I don't like that the lyrics reference the, the mo- fictional universe yes, of the movie. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. But then also 
talk about the actors in the movie yes. like he references <laughs> the guys yeah. all over the I'm place like, right and i'm like i don't under i don't understand there's is this is this b rabbit which is a stupid oh, stupid name stupid. why they would allow their main character be to be named that i don't know is this b rabbit rapping or is this eminem rapping? <laughs> I know, which I, one i don't i'm so confused We're is he time. rapping about his life or is he rapping about the experience of making the movie yes I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think this was a cinematic masterpiece and like that deserved all these awards. But maybe at the time, I don't know. Whatever. I think he, it. Re- I think really what it was for the most part is everybody thought it was going to be total trash, mm-hmm. and then it and wasn't. then they were surprised. Yeah. He was yeah. surprisingly good. He was a pretty good yeah. actor. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I thought he was good. But then again, it's not like he was stretching. No, no. he right. was playing his <laughs> literal play self. So <laughs> right. How can you be bad at that? Right. I know. I I looked up his IMDb credits. He has something like sixty eight credits. I was like, oh my wow. god, has he been doing acting? Really? And like. Uh, 60 of them are his video appearances. Oh, you can't do that. And, count. that and seven are him, like, appearing as himself oh. in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this seems to be the only uh, role he's ever had where he played a fictionalized character, and it was fictionalized version of himself. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of respect that, that he didn't try to... I mean, I guess he didn't need to cash also, in. Also, he's he was probably very so much money expensive from music. to insure on a movie because of his known drug ad- yeah. addictions. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, maybe he just had no interest in that. But I will say, I never thought that he was cute until his... Um, I mean, I really liked him at the time, but I never thought he was attractive until his most recent Oscar. It's, and he has, like, a dad Oh, and that beard. And dark of, hair and yeah. the beard. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> because- yeah. He does. I mean, I will say that he does a lot of um, good community work in Detroit. And um, although there was one that I, I had a bit of a problem with um, when coronavirus first started and the hospital here was getting overwhelmed, he sent um, meals to hospital workers, which is great, mm. but it was mom's spaghetti. And it's like, didn't which you is throw that up? Vomit. <laughs> Oh, yikes. Just don't think yeah. about it I get too that much. it's supposed to be funny. Um, yeah. And it was spaghetti, but, like, the whole point of that is that it was thrown up. He threw it up. <laughs> There's such a thing as adhering to your brand too much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, and we should say there's a lot of anti-gay stuff in it. And yes. I don't know oh, if yes. that was the year it was filmed, 2000, or if that would have been um, realistic. I think yeah. it's realistic. I'm sure it was. I'm sure. Yeah. But could it have gone with out it of course it could have things see i mean so when i was referring to this before i mean you could not have made this movie and not use the n-word no you just couldn't and i kind of think the gay slurs are the same way and i'm not like sticking up for the inclusion of them Mm -hmm. but i think that was so much a part of the The culture culture. yeah yeah well especially because there's the known actual out gay person and he defends him at, at the the taco truck or whatever mm-hmm. um, part. So I'm guessing know. that didn't happen in real. <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they don't have rap battles outside of factories. I'm just... Eminem isn't known for his. Well, yeah, he's he's had a complicated relationship with the gay community. 
for the yeah, past. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like existence. now he's best friends with Elton John. Right. It's so weird. <laughs> right. So that's his one gay friend. <laughs> right. I guess so. Y'all, everyone needs one. My friend is but gay. What a so gay to I know. Pick. I know. <laughs> he's king of all gay. Like he went to his wedding. Like, yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> I love the idea of Elton John as king of all gays. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the queen? Liza Minnelli? <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> I mean, but would you pick the queen as a actual gay woman oh, or would you pick yeah that's like true that. like judy yeah. garland you know mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i don't think it's up to us I'll I'll ask know. Yeah. <laughs> let's pull the gay dads and see oh what my dad say. would say judy garland well i mean and judy garland's death is the reason why stonewall started and right. why we have gay pride yeah. today so that's the same strong argument judy. yeah yeah well maybe she's the grand dame <laughs> yes yes of the gays yes. the maven mm-hmm All right. Well, I realized that I made a mistake if we were going strictly in chronological order, but I felt like my movie was a a little bit different from everybody else's. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't... I feel like it's best to end with that. I picked Dreamgirls. Yay. Yay. Uh, I was so happy to pick a movie that had a majority black cast Mm -hmm. for once. Yes. Yeah, and our ever-loving white lives. Yeah. Good job, me. <laughs> I did <laughs> pat myself on the back. And and there are so few white people in this movie. There's one scene where John Lithgow and John Krasinski show up as like studio execs, and I it was like two thirds of the way through the movie, and I was like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. what are, what are they doing here? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it, it was very strange to me. But, uh, okay, we kind of touched on Dreamgirls in our musical movies episode and that we gave it an honorable mention because of of that one moment, that one performance by Jennifer Hudson. I don't even want to talk about her yet because I can't. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, uh, again, uh, if we had Eminem and 8 Mile as the loosely fictionalized version of his um biography this is also a loose fictionalized biopic of diana ross and the supremes and the 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 course of their careers and the um the building of the motown record label in this um production called rainbow records and i get mad watching a lot of the new musicals, your Moulin Rouges, your La La Lands, because I'm mad because I'm better uh, yes. than all of those yes. people. Yes. <laughs> I am yes. a better singer yes. than Emma Stone and Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor. He cannot sing no. people. And at no point did I get angry during this movie because these people are so oh fucking so talented. Good, yeah. I can't compete with any of them at all. Yeah. Not even the worst of them is somebody that I can touch. It's like, it's such a shame, you know, here's my brilliant point that we don't have more vehicles for black performers to star in because these people are astonishingly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just- Every single person in the cast, starting with Beyonce and one of her, you know, back in the days when she was kind of screwing around with being in movies. She's great. Yeah. Yeah, in this movie, um, Jamie Foxx as the antagonist is really great. Um, I don't understand why Eddie Murphy didn't win an Oscar. It's so I was just remembering, like, because it was definitely like his to lose, and he lost. It to was Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin yeah. in Little Miss Sunshine. No. It is an absolute t- 
travesty. That's one of those where they gave it for a body of work and not yes. a person. Yep. Yeah. And Ugh, they're like, cute that. old man. Look at the old man being yeah. kind He's of like He's probably going to die soon, so let's <laughs> yeah. just throw him a bone. <laughs> I hate that. But, but the thing about Eddie Murphy is I've always felt like he, like, his success was based on his overwhelming natural charisma and his comic timing because he's such a funny person. And he seemed in a lot of most of his movies to me, like he was kind of clowning and he's not clowning in this movie at all. His charisma is still staggering, but he is doing something here that I have never seen him do before and have never seen him do again. And he's just absolutely phenomenal as the analog to like a James Brown type Mm -hmm. character who just absolutely electric and he's great um everybody who's anybody in like black hollywood is in danny glover is fantastic and it's all about the the tension between music and business and sales because jamie fox's character is all about you know, getting the airplay, making the sales, building the brand, Packaging, and yeah. he's going to do the things that will get him there, even if it means twisting the art and, and you know, putting um, Beyonce as the face of the group, even though she's not the most talented singer, because she's so pretty. She really is so pretty. She's you can't so have a fat person yeah. as your main oh, singer. Yeah. yeah. No. no. Ew. You, Ew. you will go for a pretty thin... <laughs> medium talented singer over a fat incredibly talented singer although i do like beyonce's journey in this movie mm-hmm. she she is presented as you know the sweet meek mild controllable person um because she's just so easy to handle and she looks good that that's why jamie fox puts her in the center role but then over the course of the the decade that they cover she really comes to find her own power sort of and and she's her vocal performances by the end when she finally begins to like assume that control oh she's so good she's so good she's so good she's so good and then there's Jennifer Hudson. Does anybody want to say anything about Jennifer oh Hudson? Oh I mean, gosh. it's just, it's so crazy. Like her trajectory from, you know, American I think Idol. eighth runner up in American yeah. Idol or something wild. And then, you know, ended up winning the Academy Award for this for, I mean, she's really good, but just that, you know, that song, like it she just, kinda, is, she kind of mm. makes Beyonce sound like hot garbage. Yes. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Which is amazing because yeah. she's su- great too. Su- supporting actress, yeah. which is yes. category fraud. No, yeah, is. definitely. I mean, she was the star. Oh Her name movie. isn't even but in then, the trailer. I know. I looked to see who else was nominated, mm-hmm. and it was like Meryl Streep for The Devil Wears Prada, and role, I forget. Yes, it was. It was like heavy hitters all up and down the category. So I can understand why they decided to put her in supporting. Mm-hmm. But she, she probably wouldn't have won because of that. that. Movie. No, she she never would have won against those Ugh. four yeah. sort of old older white ladies. But her character Effie is somebody that you hardly see for white women much less black women in a movie which is like a fully realized person she is what i think we would refer to as a difficult woman yes yeah complicated Mm -hmm. because she is a star she knows it 
She doesn't want to pay her dues. She doesn't want to sit back and be meek and mild like Beyonce. She doesn't want to wait her turn. She's like, get out of my way. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to compromise with any of you. And it makes her such a pain in the ass yes. <laughs> yep. for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and she's right. She is the star, mm-hmm. but she's so poor at compromise. It really wrecks all of her relationships over the time. I mean, what an incredible part for somebody who had to get to play. Who had barely acted. I don't really believe that she mm-hmm. had. It either. was her first yeah. role. Oh, wow. yeah. And she really conveyed it as a complicated person. Uh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. you said, a fully realized person who asks for what they want when people don't believe that they should, you know, because she's, you know, you know, she has this amazing voice, but she's also not how can, well, she no. is conventionally beautiful, but like also, you know, is heavier, I guess. So, right. Well, you know, she's a f- fat black lady. Yes. Let's, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and Let's be frank, not that fat. No, no, not at all. It's like <laughs> but, sort of shocking when you're like, that's the fat one. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I was reading about it, how Beyonce had to lose like 20 pounds. And so she was doing that lemon pepper yes. diet. Oh, yeah. the cleansing. Yeah. And Jennifer yeah. Hudson got to gain 20 to 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who got the better end of that? Yeah, really. <laughs> so was this supposed to be like about the Supremes? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and uh, Beyonce was the Diana Ross mm. okay. of the group is how that worked out. Yeah. But I last night I watched it, I cried twice. <laughs> Not out of happiness or sadness. Once, you know, after her tour de force uh, performance, which I've been singing nonstop ever since then. Good. But also at the end, not because I was happy or sad or anything, but just because the emotion was so overwhelming yeah. with because this movie was a performance by everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, and, and they go through lots of different styles. I really think that the customers should have won some oh, Academy yeah. Awards sure. for I know. I know. all those from the 60s through the 70s hairstylists. I mean, the number of wigs that Beyonce wears is <laughs> tremendous. I think that now, continues to this day. <laughs> She's she has a an enormous collection of wigs. I loved it what the when they got signed by Jamie Foxx to be their manager, they were like, We're gonna get better wigs. <laughs> no, it's a really I, enjoyable movie. Yeah. 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 And and I like to see like the history of Detroit in the Motown era. It's amazing. And then some of like the, the, there were some race riots. And so they did make an effort to kind of show how everything sort of was moving history wise. And I, I really enjoyed when um, they put out that song about, I got me a Cadillac Mm -hmm. that, uh, and then the white people took it and turned it into that most milk toasty. (laughs) Yep. Uh, ballady song that was that was a little heavy-handed but it got the point across <laughs> if um if you guys actually do come here we can go to the motown museum it's across the street from the hospital where i work um, and the hospital's buying up ev- all the land around there and if they but if they bought that and tore it down there would be another riot oh, um, yeah so that, that'll never happen There's no way no it's a museum now so you know you mm-hmm. can go and 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 look at all the uh, memorabilia from that time and you can go to Barry Gordy's mansion um which isn't too far away um it's just it's it's really cool to be down there 
it's it's a place that I well not anymore I'm not driving by but I used to drive by it every day um and it's such a important part of American history yeah yeah and music history and and it's just amazing that it's all right here yeah and I like to see a movie where it shows this sort of healthy successful black community in its time Mm -hmm. not that we shouldn't show the poverty issues but there's something you know really great to to see people who are living their lives and being happy and it's not all about like incarceration or it's not directly about racism although of course that sort of runs through anything but you know eight mile is there there are no wealthy black people there well some of the rappers Mm -hmm. i guess (laughs) are are um are making good in that but i just watched watchmen um since hbo put it on hulu for free over juneteenth for three days mm-hmm. i had to watch 10 episodes in three days <laughs> but it was so cool to watch like back in the 20s in tulsa when they had that really thriving yes. upper middle class yes. black community of people who were just living their lives yeah. and i really like that view here detroit is obviously a large majority black um and you know it it it's um got a lot of wonderful things to it still um people like to focus on the ruined porn and 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 stuff like that but um you know i I always harp on it but if you drove around my neighborhood you'd be like this is just a wonderful group of excellent people and it's all built by black people um and it's a great it can be a really wonderful place yeah i mean every place that we we ate at was the best place it was like the best thing i've ever had yeah um (laughs) and also the art is just amazing because people are doing all this public art because you can buy houses and property for 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 cheap and it's just oh my gosh oh the the murals are are off the hook Um, oh my gosh if especially around eastern market which is one of the biggest um farmers markets in the country um that's a a really cool thing to visit and then also the the architecture here is incredible there's Mm -hmm. so much amazing Mm -hmm. um especially art deco stuff but there was so much money here you know people call it the paris of the midwest Mm -hmm. um and and in its heyday um there was there was tons and tons and tons of growth and a lot of that is still around and we have some gorgeous buildings i love to just drive around in downtown detroit and yep. look at the buildings or walk around yeah. it's, it's i mean beautiful. meredith took us on a tour of just her neighborhood and there's these like what i would if it was here it would be like three million dollar mansion and she's mm-hmm. like yeah it's vacant right right <laughs> and if you look on redfin it's like three hundred thousand dollars or something Damn. and we definitely decided like when Elliot moved, you know, when she graduates from my, we're moving there. Yeah. Jeremy was like, <laughs> Detroit strong. And like, three, one, three, like the whole time. I'm like, okay. Okay. I get I it. I mean, you could argue that, that Detroit is one of the last free cities that there, because we could, you can do anything here. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's a good and a bad thing. Um, but yeah. you, the really driving can. was insane. Yeah. The driving is insane. Like, um, Jeremy just said, close your eyes and we'll make it there. And I mean, because people invent lanes. Yep. And like Meredith would say that she's like, yeah, there's not really a lane here. So just go around and like, just go. <laughs> yeah. You just sort of have to take your life into your head. That's what I mean when mm-hmm. I was talking about in an earlier show about like, it's nice that I'm not leaving the house because I don't feel like I'm going to die every single day. So that's yeah. one part that really kind of needs to change. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. And um, the fact that we have such an enormous landmass. Um, and it's so sparsely populated is why we have these abandoned mansions. There's just not mm. enough people to, to put them in. Although if we could put homeless people in them, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, imagine. It's, yeah, that's a crazy idea. After quarantine, we should definitely have a coven retreat in Detroit. I'm yes, I'm hell it. yeah, I'm into it. Too. I like it. I think it was a few years ago that I think I turned on the TV randomly to PBS on a Sunday and they were doing a This Old House Marathon mm. which says what you should do during pledge drives yes. people yes. Yes. none of this Celtic <laughs> Susie Orman's tips for financial <laughs> help Dr. Wayne Dyer no no but this old house marathons and it was they were marathoning the Detroit season and it was really interesting because the project that they were working on was through like a revitalization project where the homeowner uh, got to buy it for really cheap, but then it had, I mean, it, it had been just gutted during right. the housing crisis of, you know, everybody goes in and, you know, as your house had Meredith steal the boiler and yep. the copper and yep. all that stuff. And so they got it for just an absolute song, but they had to do part of the work and commit to living there. And so they were working on that, but then they also did a second house that was a uh, part of a program to fix things up and then sell them for low prices to try and get people back in the neighborhoods. And these houses were so beautiful. I know. Mm -hmm. And the insides were just garbage heaps, but, but the architecture was stunning and they fixed them up for so cheap. Yep. My cousin. So that that's definitely still a thing. It's called, there's the Detroit land bank that has gotten, um, it's gotten a little more organized. It's gotten more cash. Um, and uh, like my my cousin lives on the east side of Detroit, and she bought a gorgeous, huge brick house, this beautiful kind of craftsman style house. But the inside, again, like you said, it was basically nothing. And she's been living on the second floor while the first floor is getting rehabbed. Um, and it's taking a long time because you know there's the 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 red tape and the paperwork in Detroit can be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <They> <laughs> keep uh, changing my last name and. Um, <laughs> oh really, Ms. Van Horn? Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, I get a water bill for the last resident, and I will f- for eternity. They can't they can't stop sending it. I called them about it, and they're like, "We can't make it stop." So I'll just be getting that letter cool. forever. Um, so this city can be a little si- silly to deal with, um, and it, it can be hard to get contracts to come out um i've definitely noticed that it's hard to get people to come when when you say that you live in detroit oh mm-hmm. um so that there's definitely a lot of prejudice and you know um one of the reasons that that the city is in such dire straits is is white flight and white disinvestment um in the city and racism obviously um yeah it's a multifaceted issue but it is a wonderful place <laughs> that old chestnut <laughs> yeah it can be a really wonderful place and it can for the right person you know you have to have you have to be a little gritty and 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 put up with some stuff but but what you get out of it i think is is worthwhile totally that's true i was gonna say you live in minnesota you gotta deal with the winners Mm. but you have to deal with the winners too you get all of it (laughs) the full spectrum you sucker (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah but my house payment isn't even a thousand dollars so yeah Yeah. i'm so jealous of that uh, moving i'll deal with the winners jesus it's not that bad (laughs) <laughs> all right all right yeah that does it yeah. we're all moving to detroit yeah. <laughs> um should we move on to tishi recommends yes please let's do that but remember the question of the week oh yes what movie most makes you think of detroit yeah. there are a lot there actually there are were a lot, lot. yeah yeah let us know on facebook uh, or through email bob <laughs> either <laughs> totally or fine <laughs> 
Um, I'll tackle Tishi Recommends. Um, I don't remember if we talked about this online or offline last week, but I fully uh, gotten into the Babysitters Club on Netflix. I think we did. Oh, we mention did it, mention yeah. it. Did briefly. we mention it? Okay. Well, I binged I'm, the whole thing. That's all right. I'm rewatching it again, and it. I really just heartily recommend it, even if you didn't read them. Even if you think you're too old, it is very sweet, and I love it, and I've cried. And even though Alicia Silverstone is kind of a wackadoo like IRL, <laughs> um, she's very. I think she's really good. It does make me feel old, um, mm-hmm. and I keep telling Bridget, I'm like, she's in one of my favorite movies that I'm going to make you watch. And she's like, oh, whatever, okay. Batman and Robin? Yes, exactly. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Excess baggage, um, which I did see in the theater. No, anyway, but I think it's very cute, and they've done a good job updating it. So if you have kids, especially, I think it's definitely a worth a watch. Agree. Um, mine is the book, specifically the audiobook, Everything is Trash, But It's Okay by Phoebe Robinson. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> it came title. Out in, and it's so great. It came out in 2018. Um, she is hilarious. Um, but one of my favorite things was that she has um, a whole bunch of um, things about like feminism, what's wrong with it. And she lines out what the different types of feminists. And one of them is I'm not like all the other girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. And it was like a faux feminist. Yeah. And they're the type that only want equality until they can act like men. Yeah. And um, she's like, that's bullshit. No one should act like that. But um yeah, it's so funny. Not like other girls is like a whole jag well, that she I mean, goes on. The um, the it's a problematic both book and movie, but Gone Girl, her speech about the cool girl is so mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. It makes everything worth it in that book because yep. it's so like we all know the cool girl. We mm-hmm. all yep. know what mm-hmm. it takes yep. to be the cool girl. What you have to put aside. That was a real awakening for me reading that description of the cool girl. And I was like, yes, that is fucked up. (laughs) It is. And it is a person. We all know these. We all know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, All right. The Amazon pick of the week, uh, Meredith. Oh, my gosh. I love this thing. Okay. So (laughs) I recently got a TENS unit and... um, you know, I've, I've been in going to physical therapy since January. <laughs> um, I had to take a, br- a, a, a break because of COVID when everything was closed down, but I started up again. I've been having problems with my jaw for ages. That's not a secret. Oh, yeah. um, but also I had a shoulder injury. Um, Christy, have you ever tried one of these? I When I made the link for it, I was like, you can buy these just like a normal person mm-hmm. because yeah. I was paying so much money to have someone else do this to me. Yeah, so they do it at physical therapy, but you can it's get them. Amazing. You can get them. Yeah, at my Walmart. chiropractor uses them too. Yeah. So my my physical therapist recommended one that has um, two different settings. So there's the ten settings, and then there's the in- inferential setting. And she she likes the she calls it IF. She likes the IF setting because it actually repairs damaged tissue. So I've been putting it on my shoulder because it's like a muscle thing. It's not. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with my bones or. But there's something wrong with my muscles and my joints. And this um, helps with inflammation. And, and what it is is you stick these little pads onto your skin and they shock you like slightly and it makes your muscles activate. And so it mm-hmm. feels kind of strange. Like it feels kind of buzzy and, and, and like you're getting shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually controls your pain. It confuses your brain and, and makes the pain signals stop. Um, so I, I use it all the time and I love it. And I don't know why I didn't get one 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm buying one like... I'm buying one right away. Um, question, do I need the electrode gel? 
No, no. Okay. I mean, if you have a hard time with the pads sticking to you, the pads have like sticky stuff on them and they don't last forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll last maybe 10 uses if you take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a hard time, my physical therapist said, if you have a hard time getting them to stay, then you can use the gel, but you don't need, I've never used it. Okay. So the version that my chiropractor, uh, uses has like a, a dial. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can turn yes. the stimulation up or down. And she always says, now tell me when it feels like, you know, when it's comfortable. So I guess what she says. And I'm like, keep going, keep going, <laughs> keep going. I mean, I will take this thing on max. It feels so yeah, good. It does. And my, so she also told me that it doesn't like, you, you do it to your comfort level. It doesn't, it's not going to help you more if it's turned up more. You just do it until, you know, like before it gets uncomfortable. Um, and it, it will, it will do the same amount of good, no matter how high you turn it up, bring it on. Yeah. So, and so then do it up. she puts them on and she leaves me mm-hmm. cause I do it from my lower back. And then she leaves me lying face down for 10 mm-hmm. minutes and I try not to fall asleep and drool on the floor yes. <laughs> because I'm so yep. happy. I do this, um, usually on my upper back. I can, I put it on my jaw too. Um, oh, interesting. I, the first, the first set of electrodes I bought said, don't put these on your head. And I was like, eh, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> and I asked my PT and she was like, it's fine. <laughs> so I do it usually if I'm, if I'm sitting watching TV, then I'll be, I'll be also zapping my shoulder. So hi- highly nice. recommend if you have any sort of pain. Nice. Boy, that doing sounds it. great. Yeah. I just threw my back out last week where I laid in the garage for an hour crying oh, because no. I couldn't walk <laughs> and it's still bad. So I am definitely getting this yeah. today. Yeah. Do it. Wow. May I ask if you did anything to throw it out? Oh, or I did. Or you just like did. turned around? Oh, I, um, I was, Elliot and I were in a um, standoff where she <laughs> needed to go to a room and she held on to this like metal pole we have in the garage and I was pulling her she's way stronger than me like all of a sudden <laughs> and I pulled and twisted and then I was like like Ugh. white hot pain and I've always thought like back pain mm, I think you're okay like I've never had this before and then just laying on the garage I'm like I feel bad for anyone I ever doubted this is the worst like I Ugh. was throwing up all night because of the Ugh. pain wow holy um, cow you got a bad case yeah, getting in and out of bed is awful I had to sleep sitting up for a week. Like Ugh. it's, it's really bad. I'm, I've been trying to not go to the chiropractor because I don't know if like it's a torn muscle. Can they even do anything? Um, and I don't want to like put anyone else at risk or myself by going, but I'm going to have to next week oh, yeah. and if get this. Yeah, you yeah. should go to the, Risk-ed. go to the doc, yeah. go to the regular doctor yeah. would be my, but do they do anything? Always the doctor when it's this kind of pain goes, well, come back in like four weeks, put some ice on it and come back in four weeks and tell me what happened. Yeah, that's how I started going to the chiropractor Mm -hmm. when I first had a really huge flare up and I went to the MD and I happened, I was in so much pain. I felt so lucky Mm -hmm. to get the last appointment of the day. And the doctor, first of all, he laughed at me because, because I was in so much pain. I was like leaning to the right to try and take some pressure off Mm -hmm. the left side. And he was like, yep, I can definitely tell there's something wrong. (laughs) I was like, excuse me? And then he was like, well, I mean, we can do an x-ray, but the radiologist has gone home for the day. So you'll have to wait and come back on Monday. And until then, I guess I can write you a prescription for Valium. And I was like, but I don't like, I'm fine Mm -hmm. standing up or lying down and sitting. It's like, I want to be functional at work. Yeah. 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 And he's like, well, I mean, 
you could try a chiropractor. And I'm like, okay, thanks for being so helpful. <laughs> They're and not I, helpful. That's wow. the thing. I went to a chiropractor and she helped me on the first day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was like, okay, here's what I think's going on. Let's do six sessions. If it doesn't feel better by then, we'll get you an x-ray and see what's going on. I was like, God, this is so much better. Yeah. See, I've just had over. so many quacky experiences with chiropractors. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had good experiences. But so. that's good. I mean, they can, yeah. they can, I wouldn't ever let them um, crack your neck. You know how they do the neck yeah. breaking thing? Yeah. You can get a stroke uh, from that. Um, so I, I would, like watching that. <laughs> I would recommend against that, but it's not based on a lot, um, but it seems to help people. Um, there's just not a lot of science behind it. And it was based on, right. on My- a ghost visiting a doctor in olden times. <laughs> <laughs> My chiropractor does do some quacky stuff like essential oils and all that stuff, but I just ignore all yeah, of that. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I do with yoga too. Back. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just ignore that you said that stuff. About <laughs> <toxins>. <laughs> oh, just get him out of your do what system. Works. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I'll do some housekeeping. Yep. Buy some stuff. People have been buying stuff. It's awesome. Yay. You can too um, at thisshowhaseverything.com and click the shop button. Um, go ahead and rate and review us and oh. add an Amazon link. You can bookmark it on your computer if that's how you shop Amazon or put a link on your phone home screen. All right. Get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. We still have throwyourphone.com. Um, join the Facebook group if you're so inclined. It's very fun. Um, we have good discussions, even if they're, you know, pet peeves as opposed to grudges. We It's okay. We like to read all of them. Um, the show Twitter is at Show. You can email us at tishi at 10710.com. Um, send us a voice memo. In fact, this is I'm going to use this to shame my husband because he had a story about um, teeth marks in a murder trial. And he mm. was like, I, I want, and I'm like, send something in. And he was like, I don't want to. And I'm like, send it in. <laughs> so TBD, he might send something in. I told Gregory be- to send something in because he was mad about eight mile because it's <laughs> well, a movie yeah. about a white guy being better at rap than every black person on earth <laughs> ever. Um, yeah, it's like, it's the lava land. It's like, let me teach you about jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fellow white people. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> um, fax us at, or fax Bobby your butt, or whatever, at 617-354-8513. Um, thanks for joining us. That kind of was everything. It really went into chiropractor talk after much, much Detroit <laughs> yeah, talk. We covered a wide variety of topics. Uh, yeah, that was everything. Thanks, y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
not going though i'm not going <laughs> no 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 way no 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 way i'm living without you you're the best man i ever know i mean god oh. i'm not can't damn, even. i'm not going out with that song because we already did but that can be our our salute to jennifer <laughs> hudson oh, yeah. right at the end we Oof. we salute you 